Hey there, it's Jamie Scrimger here, and you're listening to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm a wife, a mom, a stepmom, a coach, a conversation opener, and a BS caller. Eight years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Look, don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But being a stepmom is, well, it's just complicated. If you know, you know. As a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I went to the internet for support. But I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support I was looking for. Raw, real, solution-focused conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But it's entirely possible to thrive amongst the tough stuff. Each week, I will bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We're bringing you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Guys, so here's the deal with this episode. My husband, Darren, is back. We had planned on sitting down and recording a bunch of podcast episodes that I had all planned. I had notes. I had questions, all the things. And then I forgot to bring the papers. I forgot to bring my notes. So we were up at our chalet for the weekend. And uh, so I decided to just go to Instagram and ask you guys to ask us anything. And as usual, you pulled through. So this is just a random ask us anything episode. Think you're going to like it. You guys always love when Darren comes on. So let's dive in. So Darren, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be back. Well, we're doing a Q&A today, and I'm a little less organized than I usually am. I normally have them printed out, and we kind of go through stuff ahead of time. We don't have time for that today, so we are going to just go through, well, I'm going to go through some of the questions submitted on Instagram and see what happens. Are you good? I'm good. Okay, so this is an Ask Jamie and Darren Anything situation, so... Let's dive in to the first one. Do you guys have a day of the week that's just for you? So no talk of the kids, the ex, work. No. I don't think we do. I don't think that's possible. Well, it could be possible, but. I don't think we could have a week where we don't talk about the kids. There's always something going on. I think I know what the person asking the question means. Do we have a day that we just forget about everything and concentrate on ourselves? And we do do that, but I don't think we have a day of the week that we do it. True. And even when we go on date nights, we talk about the kids and like stuff going on in our life too. Yeah. We concentrate on ourselves and we always have time to ourselves, but we certainly do talk about the kids for sure. Because they're part of our life. So I think sometimes we have these beliefs that we need to have this like time carved out just for us. And we have things that we don't talk about and all of that, but you know, life happens and you just kind of got to roll with it. We have lots of moments though, where we just decide we're not going to talk about the ex, even when we have conflict going on or we're in the middle of something. We'll just say, we're not going to talk about that tonight. True. Very true. Okay. Next one. Child support and court will be done soon. No. Any plans once it's all over? We still have more time with child support. Having a party. (laughs) (laughs) But we are, you know, in the last lap or two of child support, I believe. And we don't have court, which is good. We've managed to... Settle everything out. Settle that. There's part of me that 
you know, when you do settle it, it also means that you couldn't get a result of what you believe is correct. True. So for, but that's part of settling, I guess. Yeah. So for context, we settled before we went to court. And here's the thing, guys. Sometimes you have a belief about what's right and what's wrong, but you almost have to look at like how much it will cost you to fight that and go through that whole process, like emotionally, mentally, financially, like with the court system, lawyers are really expensive. So sometimes you find yourself fighting over say $5,000, but it might cost you $4,300 to fight it. You know what I mean? Like it just isn't even worth it. Yeah. It's, it's not always the monetary cost. It's the distraction. It's the time. It's the frustration. You know, we've done case conference where I thought, you know what, the judge would have ruled and we would have been accepting of that ruling, but it wasn't actually a ruling because it wasn't, it was a case conference. And you know, if that had been the result, I would have been, let's just get this over with. Let's do that. But it's a very frustrating situation. So I think our attitude was for us, we just want to get this done. We have no interest in continuing to argue. Obviously you have to stay on your ground when there's issues that are a negative impact on you. But we got to a point where, you know, is it worth it anymore? And we've done it for a lot of years. It hasn't been easy. We've not had an easy go of this. And I think that's hence why, you know, you started looking for support. It's never been easy since you came along. Mm -mm. There's always been conflict over little things mm -hmm. from money to pickup times. And yeah. it looks ridiculous now, but it was the thing. Yeah. I was actually going through the office the other day when I was trying to find some documents and I found like all the things we used to argue about in emails. And there was like a conversation back and forth. There's like four emails about splitting a volleyball and like things like that. <laughs> and, you know, I think like looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, it was just, there was always something. But the quote says, sometimes peace is better than being right. I think that really hits home. Yeah, abs absolutely. And I don't know, everybody's dynamics are different. I'm not criticizing, but some people just aren't willing to meet part way, you know, and you're going to have to eat it sometimes just for your sanity. 100%. You know? I've always been like, let's try and get a deal. I'm always the kind of person, let's have a deal that's fair that we can both be happy with, but it seemed impossible at times. So hence arguing over the volleyball. <laughs> Sometimes peace is better than being right. Okay. Next question. What's on the will? How do you deal with the matrimonial home if he dies first? Well, I freaking hope I get to stay in the home. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, the matrimonial home goes to you. You know, we've actually been looking at that recently. You know, how do we, how do we deal with things that and that's more, I think, what normal couples would have if, if something happened to me sooner than you or something happened to you sooner than me. You know, how is it structured that, you know, we protect the kids, we protect each other. So I think as far as matrimonial, that that is ours together and that goes to mm -hmm. whoever, I, even if, you know, I, it was the house I was in before. It's it's now our house. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, for, I hope that so. is a whole subject that like people could like estate planning, do a whole thing on that because there is a lot of fears you have with, you know, there's an ours child and then there's my children and, uh, you know, we, well, you and I've talked dove into it. that in numerous times over, over issues that could come up. And I'm just that 
analytical type that I think of all different scenarios, even though the odds of it happening could be one in 1 million. Yeah. Well, we actually have a podcast episode in the exclusive stepmom community with an estate planner. So she focuses on blended families and complicated situations. And we're actually going to be doing some more stuff about that in the exclusive stepmom community if you're interested in checking that out. Okay. Next question. What are you most thankful for in regards to Jamie having been your partner through everything? Well, first of all, we fell deeply in love right away. So I'm thankful that. Are you you mocking it? No, I'm I'm thankful that you decided to marry me. We fell in love right away. You decided to take this on. I think it was in your podcast with Leanne Rimes and she mentioned that, you, you know, you can't control your heart, you know, so I'm thankful that. You know, maybe if you had a no on everything that you knew now, you might be, whoa, wait a minute, what am I getting myself into? But, you know, we we led our way with our hearts, so I'm thankful that that happened. I'm thankful for all the support you've given me over the years. I don't think I could have done it without you. I think it was a very trying time at times, and, and you were a rock for myself and for, for the children. Mm-hmm. So I thank you for that. And I thank you for just the, you know, you're, you've always got an outlook on the future, and I love dreaming together, and I love the next chapter. Mm-hmm. And you always have that, okay, what are we going to do in the next five years? Where, what's our plan? And that is a wonderful thing because that's what, it's not even meeting your goals or, or achieving something. It's almost that anticipation in the journey and getting there. So mm-hmm. you're really good at that. And we're interesting. I think, well, first of all, thank you. We're interesting <laughs> because I think we have a good balance with that. Cause sometimes I'm like, let's dream about doing this. Like, let's do this. And you're like, whoa, whoa we just did this, like slow down. But I'm always dreaming about things we could potentially do. And I think I challenge you to like, look to the next thing. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. I'm, I'm more practical where you're more, you know, let's, let's go away for the weekend. Let's do this. Like I'm, wait a minute. We can't because of this, 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 and this. So, and I'm like, oh, we'll just figure it out. It's no big deal. <laughs> Has there ever been a time when either of you thought that your marriage wouldn't make it? Oh, I think you get into the trenches and it goes through your mind. 100%. I think any marriage you, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's the perfect marriage, but I think any marriage when you get into stressful times you get in and in, in, in this whole stepmom ex-wife it all adds a whole new element so I think there are times when you're thinking well she's not going to stick around with what's going on or you know we're arguing over it and it's like this just isn't worth it but you get through that and then you realize you know you're in love and you want to be married and you're you know those difficult times go away I think too many people give up too soon you have six months or three months or a whole year where it's really challenging could be more because the kids of their age of the challenges that you're dealing with, with them challenges with the ex, but you get through it. And I think that's the thing you have to, like you say, play the long game. Mm -hmm. What's that quote? It's like, don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion or a temporary situation. Yeah. I really think if I didn't do all of the personal work that I've done, like in terms of like diving into like my past traumas and my childhood and why I had like the insecurities and fears and stuff that I did that, we probably would be in a, well, I know we would be in a very different place in our marriage, right? Like it's really changed the way I look at extra stress and things that are going on in our lives. Like it's not just about your marriage. It's about doing the work on yourself too. Cause it's not easy. Yeah. Life is difficult. Life throws you curveballs just when you think it's great. You know, six months later, something happens and you've got to deal with it. And I think that's the thing is trying to realize that it gets better. Mm-hmm. If you look typically, at it in that way. Typically, yeah. If you, yeah, you have to have a positive. Well, I just sent out an email to my email list and I was reflecting on it because it was just my birthday. I was reflecting on this year. And 
the reel that I did on Instagram was like all of these highlights. And I said, you, you wouldn't know that during that whole year we were dealing with like so much extra stress behind the scenes, but we really do choose where we put our attention to and where we put our energy. And you can focus on all the things that are going wrong, or you can focus on all the things that are going right. And I know that sounds really cheesy to people who are, especially those who are like in the trenches right now, but it is really true. Like I look back on like last year and there were so many great moments but man, like there was a lot of really challenging ones too, but they didn't define our year. Yeah. And again, longer term, I remember when we were going to the hockey arena seven days a week and we would hardly see each other after work. And, you know, now we're, we kind of miss some of that stuff. We have more time than ever together mm-hmm. and it's, it's great. But, uh, and that's a normal challenge, I think, for parents. I think that's not mm-hmm. just in the step world. So I was talking more to- like the court stuff and like the... St- that family stress. Yeah. And that's a huge addition that we had. Okay. Next question. How do you feel sometimes when you have to deal with both moms at once? That's to you. Like when you're dealing with me and the ex keeping us happy. I think you just tried well, to keep me happy, I would hope. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my bias is obviously towards you and, and uh, yeah, my priority is you. I used to tiptoe around or not poke the bear or try to be because there'd be times where you're like no we can't you can't put up with that and you know I'd be dealing with you and her and yeah my priority was always you but there were times where I had to juggle I had to balance and you have to make decisions okay I'm going to keep you happy but I am also going to have to at the same time, not ruffle too many feathers. And and it's a balancing act. Mm-hmm. And it'd have to be individual situations, you know, where I just have to make a call and I know I'm going to piss you off maybe for a bit, but it's better than not seeing my kids on Thanksgiving because we've ruffled her feather, you know, her feathers. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's about finding the balance. And I do think as a stepmom, it's important to try to get to the point where you just trust that your partner is going to do what's best for the family as a whole and coming together in that way, right? You know, if I don't agree with it, sometimes I can try to find a way to respect it, even though it's not maybe how I would have responded to something. And we're getting better at not emotionally reacting to things when there is that situation. We'll sort of step back and, you know, look at it. And kind of now we almost come together. Like if I've got something going on with the two of you, I, you and I have dialogue over it. Mm-hmm. We're really good now at like coming up with a plan that works best for our family. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the very beginning, it was a bit of a shit show. Well, again, it goes back to, I used to sometimes keep things from you just to insulate you. So you didn't have to deal with some of the stressors I had or controversy. True. And then I'd find <laughs> out and I'd be like, what, why didn't you tell me? And it turned into this big, huge thing. Okay. What have been the challenges with the age gap with Reese and the older kids? So if you're new here, we have a daughter, her name is Reese. She is eight years old. And then my stepkids are 15, 18 and 20. So the age gap when she was young, I don't think was a big deal because our youngest, they would almost kind of play together or they were, I think the age gap is actually coming into play a little bit more now because she's still young and would love that sibling to go to a pool with her, go to the beach with her or, or do stuff with her. And, you know, the, the next youngest is 15 and all the way up to 20. And they've got their own lives now. They've got their friends, their boyfriends, girlfriends. They're into different things. And it's really hard for her because, you know, now she's almost like the only child at times. Whereas before, we would all go together skiing or we would all go to the fair together. She was the only one that came to the fair with us this year. So I think the age gap's come in a bit to play now. But 
it, it, it wasn't that noticeable. Obviously they are at different stages of life, but I think it's now, but then, you know, in five years, she'll be 13 or 14 and have her friends and want to have her own life. So I think it's, I think it's more, I'm seeing it now where we just don't have the other kids around as much where they've got that sibling mm-hmm. camaraderie, if you'd call it. I also think there's so many pros to it though. Like I wouldn't even have thought about what you just said. Like, I think it is so cool when the kids come around with their teenager friends and they're always like, Hey Reese. And they like, you know, bring her along or, you know, the other day Ethan took Reese with his girlfriend and her friend to the candy store. And like, they do have those special moments that they, she wouldn't get if they were the same age, right? Like they're definitely pros and cons. And like Madison's like a little mom to her. True. Yeah, that is true. I never thought of that myself either, that she gets these really special moments that you wouldn't get if your sibling was two years older. You yeah. Know? Uh, even, even Madison down at uh, university, you know, she's talked about that if Reese was ready, she would take her down maybe for a night to her house. And I think for Reese, that would be the coolest like thing cool to hang that? out with four or five other girls and watch movies and go for dinner. So yeah. And, you know, think back to when Ethan got his truck for the first time, like he was driving off the lot with his truck and Reese is in the back, right? She went on his fir- on the first ride with him. Like how, like that's such a cool memory for her. That was really cool for dad too. Cause that was a proud moment. Ethan had saved some money from summer jobs and different things. And, uh, it was his first big purchase and his sister got the first ride. That was, that mm-hmm. was pretty neat. And he was thrilled to, you know, take her in it. So. Yeah. So cool. I'm going to interrupt this episode really quickly to give you the inside scoop on brands and resources that I'm loving who also help support the show. If you've been around since the beginning, you know that I created this platform and community 100% on my own. Google searches and podcast episodes and help desks are my business coaches, and that includes creating my website. Speaking of my website, if you've been on it in the last year or so, you know that it looks freaking amazing. Yeah, I know, humble brag, my website is bomb. I get a lot of questions about who designed it and how much it cost, and here's the deal. I did my own website. I just bought a template from Tonic Site Shop and customized it so that it's aligned with my brand, my messaging, and my style. Tonic Site Shop has redefined the website template. So throw out everything you think you know about creating a website and check out Tonic Stat. These are completely customizable websites designed for people who give a damn. I've heard people say that your website does not matter. That is complete crap. These days, your website matters big time. These templates are incredibly user-friendly with a drag and drop design. You use this intuitive platform called Show It to customize your website template without needing to know a single line of code. You just drag and drop like it's hot. No tears, no code, no limits. Head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash tonic to choose your template and then use the code Jamie15 to get 15% off. These templates are totally worth the investment and help me take my brand and my community to the next level. I can't wait to see what you create. In the summer, we are on the go a lot. And whenever we come home, I always tell my husband how excited I am to get back and sleep in our bed. Now that it's fall and we're home more and back in routine, I am so excited to be able to sleep in my bed every night. The reason? The sheets. My bamboo sheets and duvet cover from Cozy Earth are heaven on earth. So soft, so comfortable, and even Oprah has described this bedding as the softest ever. Here's the lowdown. 
I get hot at night and regularly get the night sweats. These sheets are temperature regulating, which has made such a difference for me. Certified free of harmful chemicals, easy to wash, won't pill, and have a 10-year warranty. I cannot recommend these bamboo sheets enough. Of course, I have a code for you, COZYJAMIE40 for 40% off the entire site. Investing in good sheets makes such a difference in your sleep. When you go to good sleep, you show up as a better version of yourself in the morning, you're refreshed, energized, focused, and you look better. Good sleep is the foundation for my self-care. You deserve it and the people in your life deserve it. Cozy Jamie 40 for 40% off the entire site. And if you're looking for sleepwear or loungewear, I also highly recommend the Bamboo Jogger Set. The quality and comfort is uncomparable. Cozy Jamie 40 for 40% off the entire site. Go to jamiescrimger.com forward slash cozy earth. Okay, who stresses about co-parenting issues more? I think we both do in different ways. I think earlier on you did. You would worry more because I was used to, this is how I parented with her and these are issues that we faced. So I think you used to worry earlier on. I think now we both, again, we're we're at a situation where... There's really no co-parenting. Yeah, it's it's sort of rules at her house, rules at our house, and the kids are respectful. And I and I know different things go on over at her house. Just I listen to it, and we've got some pretty strict boundaries on certain things. So, you know, there's the odd email back and forth or text if schoolwork's not being done or we're concerned about something. But our co-parenting has come down to a minimal amount of back and forth, really, not like it was even two years ago. No. How do you communicate that something that the kids did is bothersome? So if I'm having an issue, what's the best way for me to communicate that with you? I typically just tell you. I'm pretty straight. Yeah. And we had that issue at the beginning where I used to feel it was too much sometimes because literally the kids would do something and you pull me around the corner and I'm like, okay, I've got another kid that's tattletailing, you know. (laughs) I know you don't like that scenario, but it felt like that at times where, you know, it'd be this, it'd be that. I just got home But what was I supposed to do? I know, but then we discussed about maybe waiting till the end of the evening and we'd talk about it in the bedroom or... I don't find it as much anymore, obviously, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you're pretty quick to just say this is how I feel and I'm pretty quick to say how I feel. Yeah. And we don't take it personally. Like, I think the big thing that we've come to terms with, or Darren's understood, is that when I say one of the kids is driving me nuts, it's not an attack on his parenting and it's not an attack on the kids. It's literally like me as a parent being like, I'm going to lose my mind on this kid right now. Mm -hmm. And I think we've just kind of found our groove. Like, but I'll say that about Reese too. So if I went in and said what one of the boys is, you know, driving me nuts because their rooms are disgusting, you might be like, well, it's not that big of a deal. Like, calm down and, and take offense to it at the very beginning, like thinking it's more about step family stressors than it is. Whereas now it's just like we realize it's just how we are in our family mm-hmm, kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? But I think that that's the thing. Partners need to understand that the stepmoms are going to have some sort of beef with the kids and struggles with the kids and they need to be able to communicate that. Without the partner thinking it's like an attack on them or an attack on their kids or an attack on the parenting. Like this is just parenting, right? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. How often do you make time for each other for date night? Not as much as we should. No. We're just busy. We're busy. It's hard. We used to try and do it regularly, Mm -hmm. but I think 
we've been fortunate that we've had little events, you know, your birthday or my birthday or th- things like that. We've just been away together alone. Well, I guess mm-hmm. that was my birthday. So we've, we've been able to make time, but we, we used to make a regular date night and we, we've kind of gotten off that and mm-hmm. probably should get back on it. Yeah, for sure. And I think we're just in this season that's a little different before we could have a date night because the kids were old enough to stay with Reese. And now most of them are gone. Like, you know, Zach's not around as much. Ethan's mm-hmm. not around as much. So it's not as easy to just like slip out after bedtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we used to, yeah, the kids would be around and we'd just say, okay, we're going to feed you. And then we'd slip out for yeah. dinner or go for drinks. You do your best, right? I think it's really about what season you're in. How often should a couple set aside time for sex and intimacy a week? Multiple times a week. I think so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but it's hard. We get busy because even I would like that, but we just get busy. And yeah. We can't. Seems the week flies by and we were, we talk about it. It's like, but again, with young kids around, it's, it's trickier than it used to be. And, mm-hmm. but I think, I think, you, I think you need to, yeah, and we go through, we're spurty and we go through spurts where it's a lot and then it's busy and stressful times and maybe not as much. Yeah. I don't know if we have a routine by any means, but. I don't think either of us are unhappy with with it. We usually speak up if one of us is. Yeah, and I think it's important to be able to say, like, I need more of that, like, and and not take it personally when they say that. Like, I think when you keep that kind of stuff down, then that's where a problem happens. It just kind of, like, snowballs. But, you know, I think, obviously, you should have set aside time and like if you realize you haven't romped in a few weeks, like, you might want to, <laughs> you know, schedule a lunch break or, like figure out a time but yeah I guess we didn't really answer the question but you got to be able to talk about that stuff and make sure you're both on the same page with how much is enough didn't think we'd be talking about that eh no Darren what is the best thing you do to see Jamie have a good relationship with the kids I think you take it upon yourself to let them know you're there to help them and support them. I'll get busy and, you know, back to school creep up and you, and you'll already be on it, you know? And I, and it's, I think really important that they know they can come to you for, for that. I also think that again, you're kind of their rock. It's, it's not, you're taking the place of their mother, but you do some of the things that a mother would do when they're around, you know, you'll even say to the kids when they're going to work, you know, here, I cut up some vegetables or you can have the leftovers from yesterday. You, I think that's really important and, and you'll do things with the kids, you know, you'll, you're always offering, you know, it's not, they're in that age where they don't always want to do something with us anyways, but you will do something with them. You'll go out for dinner with them or you'll go shopping or you'll, you'll do something with them. And I think that's important that they know you're there for that. Mm-hmm. And inclusive. I think you always include them. It's, you know, well, we're going to do this for Christmas. And it's like you get feedback from all of them. You don't just sit down and decide, well, you and Reese and I are doing this while they're at their mom's. It's sort of like, this is what Christmas looks like, guys. And it's it's them included. Yeah. How did you handle it when your stepson hated Jamie? He said that on the podcast. That's yeah, I know. I know. I know he said that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you could tell there was tension he didn't come out and tell me that, but you could tell there was a lot of tension at times and it was difficult. I tried to diffuse any confrontational situations. I def- tried to love him and give him, you know, that he still loved. And and I knew that would happen. I think that I... That he wouldn't like me? Well, I always thought at some point the kids, whether, whether it had anything to do with you, 
not how you treated them, not anything. I always thought there would be a point where they would just naturally dislike you because you're the new, you know, their mom and dad aren't together and you're the person to blame. You know, my ex didn't have anyone in her life there for a while. So I figured at some point that the blame would come and if they can't blame the parents, they're going to blame the other person that's in the one parent's life. And it could have been whoever she was with too, if she had someone at the time. Mm -hmm. So I expected there would be a point where there could be that, you know, I hate you. Mm -hmm. And again, not necessarily because of anything you did. And I think you also took a position that you didn't just cater to them. You didn't try to be the Easter bunny or Santa Claus or make every weekend like camp, you know, you made them do stuff and, you know, it's that attitude. Well, you're not my mom or dad. Why do I have to listen to you? Mm-hmm. And I expected those things. So, you know, it was trying to diffuse it. It was trying to navigate it. It was trying to keep both of you happy and let you know, I love you both, even if you're not. But again, it was, it's, it's tough. You want everyone to get along, mm-hmm. but I expected that could happen when you and I first started dating. It could have happened right away. It could have happened a few years later as they got older, but I expected it was going to happen. I've seen it with friends that, you know, parents got divorced and had a great relationship when they were younger. And then as they got older, they hated the step parent for a while. Yeah, for sure. But I think you did a really good job and you still do a really good job if there's ever any attitude or if they don't talk to me in like a respectful way, you're very much like, you cannot talk to Jamie that way. Right. It's just like a non-negotiable. We're, we kind of run a house where it's like, you don't give attitude. Like we don't disrespect each other in the way that we talk ever. Yeah. I, I always was adamant that they can't disrespect an adult or people in any, any sense. So, mm-hmm. And you know, did yeah. the same for their mom. Like if there was a time when they weren't treating their mom with respect, there was a time when you went over and you're like, I had to go over and you talk. don't talk to your mom that way. Yeah. How has Darren invested in his personal growth through step family stress? Well, I th- I think one of the things I do is I do try to keep active. I'm an active person as it is, but I think when I'm stressed, if I've got things to take my mind off it, so I work out or I've got recreational hobbies that I do, I, I like to read, read something totally unrelated to work. I'll read self-development books. I'll listen to podcasts. I do like listening to podcasts. I think the other thing that I do is um, keeping a balance with not only time with you and the kids, but I also like to see my friends. It's good to catch up with my friends, colleagues. And I think that's something that helps me through, through stress. And uh, I'm, I'm a person that loves nature, you know, just a, a walk outside or being outside and tinkering around outdoors, you know, I'll just look around at the sky, the trees, the, I find that really cool. So tons of things. So I think it's just taking your mind off it is where I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. And you're good. Like you blow off steam. Like I can tell when you need to blow off steam, it's like a run or like you need to have a boys night. Like you need to go do something like. Yeah. And you're good at that. You'll say, okay, you're getting really antsy. You need to just go out with your friends on Friday night and totally take your mind off stuff. Are transition days still hard for Darren or does it get better as the kids get older? Gets a lot better now. Used to be very hard. I still find transition days after holidays. Christmases and stuff. Yeah, Christmases. I used to get really upset when they'd leave us if we had three days or a couple days and then they were going after that uh, away. But I think transition days get easier now because they've got their own lives. And, you know, even when they're with us, they're not with us as much. Mm-hmm. You know, I miss, you know, there's, I drive my one son to school every day. And when the week that I don't have him, I miss that. Like we, we get a few minutes every morning to go back and forth. And, but, you know, I call him, text. You know, our other son, 
you know, I see him regularly. I keep involved in what he's up to. Our daughter's away at school anyway, so there's no transition day. So, I mean, I just call her, text her, go down and visit. Uh-huh. So it's a lot easier than it was. But again, that could be also the stage of life we're in. Yeah, like that we're, we're really big on the idea like kids are people, not timeshares. And so they kind of make their own, like they don't make their own schedule. Like my youngest stepson really does follow the week on week off still. But if he wants to stay in town or if there's something going on or if we're away, like we are way more flexible than we ever were when they were younger. It's their life, right? It's not about us getting the time. It's about what feels right for them in that moment. Okay. So last question, should your relationship become before the kids? Happy marriage equals happy kids. I find the wording of these situations, like obviously your marriage needs to be a priority and you need to find balance, but putting one over the other, it almost makes it, I think it can be like misconstrued. Like you have to always choose your partner over your kids when sometimes yeah, you have with to your partner will create happiness with the kids. I don't totally agree with that either. I, I think you're personally in a better place when your marriage is happy and your marriage is healthy and you're getting along, but I wouldn't say, you know, you have to have one over the other. I also think same with the relationship with your children. If you're having issues with your children, you know, you a happy, healthy relationship with your children helps in your marriage. Mm-hmm. If you're having a stressful time because your kids are hanging with the wrong crowd or there's issues at school, you're going to have a more stressful relationship with your spouse. It's good to have them as a rock in your in your safe place, but it, I think they coexist together and I don't think you could say one over the other. You know, obviously when you go through a divorce, you want to make sure the kids are okay. And sometimes in a relationship, it might seem to you that I would prioritize things with the kids, but they were young. And I also knew that you and I would hopefully be together forever, which we want. But the kids, I had limited time, you know, at the age of our oldest, I knew 10 years and she could be gone. Uh So I've got 10 years and I've just seen how fast time flies and we're seeing it right now, but 10 years goes quick. So I wanted to make the most of that period. Mm -hmm. And I think as a stepmom, you also have to understand that the kids are going to be a priority, right? Like they're going to be almost a number one priority, but you're also a number one priority. Like it's a balance. So it's not about choosing one or the other. It's about sitting down and saying like, how do we handle all of this, right? Like how do we make sure that everyone's needs are met? And I think that's where the focus should be. But I don't think a parent should ever feel like they have to choose one over the other. That being said, like I do think as a stepmom, I would say that the parent has to make sure that the stepmom's always respected and treated with respect, but also that the kids are treated with respect too. Yeah. And you know, it used to be, what is the most important to you? You know, and everybody thought they had to rank it. You know, number one is my children. Number two is my wife. Number three is money. Number four is my parent. You know, there'd always be this thought that you had to rank them. And and I don't think you should. I think, I think you should look at it as, you know, you're the top of a pyramid and you're going to spread out. You know, you're going to have your wife and you're going to have your children and you're going to have, you know, this layer that is really important to you. And I would not want to have somebody say to me, which is more important to you, which is number one, which is number two. I'd say, no, my layer is this layer. And then, yeah, there might be another layer down the dog, you know, uh, you know, distant relatives. So there's different importance. So I think that is something to think about that, uh, you know, there's equal importance. Finding balance. You got to find balance. So everyone feels like their needs are being met. All right. We did that. 
Yeah, we did. Yeah, I, mean, I really and, think we did. And you, and, you, and you drop the ball sometimes on things. It's hard to balance. You know, you, you used to come to me and be like, I'm just not feeling the love. You know, we need some time because I would be so busy with the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, or I'd feel you and I'd been out with other couples and away for a weekend and I'd feel, wait a minute, you know, I haven't spent time with the kids. So the balancing is hard and you just have to check yourself every once in a while and say, okay, you know, I've been busy with you. Now I need to balance out with the kids a bit. Mm-hmm. And sidebar for the stepmoms, if you're constantly biatching at your partner about how they're not making you a priority and you're not spending time with them doesn't make them want to spend time with you, right? Like you got (laughs) to find a way to communicate that in a way that facilitates connection. Yeah. You would, when we get to those periods, you might come down when I'm watching TV and cuddle up to me and be, we need a night together, you know, Mm -hmm. kiss my neck, rub my shoulders, be, and you'd make me, yeah, we need a night together. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to catch up. We need to have passion. We need to just spend time together. We'll go for a walk, hold hands. And that's a better way than you storming down and, and complaining that I've been with the kids for the last five days and you haven't had any attention and mad. And we, then I get defensive and we get into a fight. Now what you say, it's how you say it. <laughs> All right. That's it for this one. Thanks so much for those of you who submitted questions. If you have any other questions you want us to answer, be sure to send them. Just DM me on Instagram. Um, but yeah, thanks, Darren. You're welcome. That's it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who you think it would resonate with. And if you haven't already, if you could take a couple minutes, head to iTunes and give this podcast a rating and a review, it would mean the world to me. But only if you like the episode though. If you don't, that's cool. Just remember what they say. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Now, if you are a stepmom craving more, I highly recommend joining my membership, the exclusive stepmom community. Members get access to additional podcast episodes, interviews, and coaching sessions, and live Q&As, and just exclusive next-level content and conversation that I don't share anywhere else. Have an issue or a stressor that you'd like my support with? Just bring it to the Ask Jamie section of the forum. I check in throughout the week, and I'm here to help you out. To get more information or to join, head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership, and I'll see you in there.